the Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family once again here on Purple Mafia. Today it is episode number 47, Sunday, October the 25th, 2009. We are available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you for joining me always. It is a pleasure to have you on board. There was no dome magic today, and uh, it was a little more terrible towel magic down the stretch. I mean, there are was a stretch of dome magic, I guess. <laughs> Problem is, it just wasn't here. Yeah, that's part of it, obviously. The main reason is we just didn't get it done today. Steelers win 27-17. That will be, obviously, the talk of the day today. And we will also preview the Green Bay Packers game in segment number three. So that is the guest today. We also have a call-in to get to. We'll get to that right away at the start of the next segment after the break. Jason from Delta returns, and that is fantastic. So I encourage other those of you out there that might be interested in calling as well, just like Jason from Delta, the phone lines are 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Mention which show you are calling in for and make your statement, shout out, comment, whatever. Leave your name and town, and there you go. That's the idea. And Jason from Delta, keep calling in. I'm liking your calls, so definitely call in. And also, Jason from Delta and others out there, please sign up for the message boards. There's a button on the right-hand side, right-hand corner, upper right-hand corner of the TSS TSSSportsStuff.com uh, front page, excuse me. It says TSS Sports. Do click on that. You can sign up. And where, when you scroll down, there's a little bar that says Referral. Type in Paladino Live. That's P-A-L-A-D-I-N-O. And then, of course, Live is a separate word, two separate words, Paladino Live. Then there you go. You can be a member of the boards. You can vote on our polls. You can interact with so many other members. And, of course, interact with me and other podcasters on there. That would be fantastic. So many different topics you can get into. Anything from football to politics, to hockey, to whatever, any sport, to video games, anything. So with no further ado, we will take our first break, and we're going to get into this frustrating game, but encouraging in some sense, because at least we competed the entire game until something unfortunate happened at the last uh, about 50 seconds or so. That really was frustrating. All right, so that's where we're going to leave it, and we'll get into break, or we'll be right back after this break. Here on thesportstuff.com, the new fast-breaking wolves are bursting on the scene with Timberwolves Explosion. Hear about this exciting new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, Johnny Flynn, and new coach Kurt Rambis. 
Check us out on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes, where we cover the Wolves like nobody else. Show your true blue, download and listen to this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 47. It's only three to go to the big 5-0. <laughs> That's, of course, a reminder for iPod MP3 players and Microsoft Zune users. Thank you always for joining. It is a pleasure. So, as mentioned, we have a call from Jason from Delta, so we'll get into that right about now. Hi, I'm calling in for uh, Purple Mafia. Hi, this is Jason again from Delta. Man, oh man, oh man. Uh, were you as nervous as I was? <laughs> well, I don't know what it is, that prevent defense or cover two or whatever it is. Whew. Tell me your thoughts on that one. <laughs> Take it easy. And I thank you for that call, Jason. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Glad to hear from you once again. Very cool. And <laughs> the prevent defense, you betcha. That game against Baltimore was quite frightening. Quite frightening indeed, as the Vikings gave up way too many passing yards once again against this time it was against the Baltimore Ravens, not just the Packers and the 49ers and other teams down the stretch, but uh, this was uh, that was a scary one. Luckily today it wasn't like that, but that's mainly because we played from behind most of the way, to be honest with you. And uh, the defense today was pretty darn good, so luckily, luckily we won't be talking about the prevent defense <laughs> next time. We'll be more or less talking about how the Pittsburgh Steelers are just the kind of team. They win games in a really ugly way. <laughs> I mean, they've the way they force turnovers and they have big lumbering guys breaking loose for touchdowns. It's unbelievable how it seems every time a big lumber anybody has the ball on their defense, they don't get stopped. They end up going for six one way or the other. It's a fumble, it's an interception, or whatever it is. It's just ridiculous how if it's us or anybody else, seem like Arizona Cardinals in the Super Bowl last year, no one can ever get to them. They're just they just protect well on the return and whatever it is. It's uh, very frustrating, and I guess that's why the Steelers have Super Bowl rings and we don't at this point in time. Hopefully that will change come February this year. So that's the guess there. Let's get into the game today. Thanks again, Jason. Very cool. And uh, do do call again, definitely. More than welcome to. Pittsburgh wins 27-17. to Congratulations, Max. Max Chapman of the Steel Pit, and of course Steelers Girl, who is another member of the SportsStuff.com boards. Always encourage you listeners out there to join those boards. Meet these cool people. There aren't, you know, you don't have trolls coming in there, um, cause stirring up trouble. So that's the good part. Brett Favre today had a pretty darn good game, to be honest with you. He didn't throw any touchdown passes, amazingly, but uh, unfortunately, he did have one interception. And you could argue it wasn't really his fault. It was maybe a little bit too high. We'll get into that later. The one stat, though, that I look at, and it's like, man, oh, man, oh, man. I mean, I kind of understand why he would have this many pass attempts, but, we, we you know, you don't want to you don't want to be too crazy with it. 51 pass attempts by Brett Favre today. Very crazy indeed. 51 pass attempts completed, 34 of them good for basically two-thirds, so 66.7%. So two-thirds is really what it is. He was sacked four times today. Got a little frustrated at times. That was definitely 
an issue. But 334 yards passing against the Pittsburgh Steelers is pretty good, even especially with Troy Polamalu back. Adrian Peterson was pretty darn good today, to be honest with you. You know, it certainly wasn't Favre's fault or Peterson's fault why we lost today. And you know what? It certainly wasn't Chester Taylor's fault either. It, it just, I, I don't know who to blame on that. You can kind of blame Taylor, actually, but I don't know. You don't want to put too much blame on him. That guy has been so valuable for this team, and uh, sometimes just things don't work out. Percy Harvin had so many opportunities <laughs> to make big plays today. And uh, other than that, well, he, he did make one, but certainly not as a wide receiver, more as a kick returner. Um, but that was pretty much, that's pretty much the story of Percy Harvin on this particular day. Richard Mendenhall had a decent game, but coughed the ball up late, gave the Vikings another chance to stay in the game as the Steelers were, were very far into a drive and Mendenhall fumbles the ball. He did have a seven yards per carry average. And that's another story of the day today. The Steelers didn't run very much, but when they did, they got it done. They got it done. You know, that's one of the major keys. First quarter was pretty darn boring indeed. Just back and forth, lots of just uh, just stops back and forth. I mean, it's it's kind of old school Viking Steelers, kind of like '70s Vikings and Steelers. Not high scoring at all. Lots of uh, just stops. Not so much turnovers, just a lot of punting. Jeff Reed ended the first quarter with a 39-yard field goal to make it three to zero. Second quarter a little more interesting down the stretch. The Vikings come out, finally start completing some passes. Adrian Peterson. Very solid along the way as well. Sidney Rice said, hey, this guy is really getting good, man. But thankfully, on that second quarter, Adrian Peterson was able to complete a pretty sustained drive. Very solid, very solid drive indeed. Rushed it in for a touchdown to make it 7-3. to But then Pittsburgh pretty much came back late in the second quarter, the very end of the second quarter was able to complete, you know, the end of the second, the first half, unfortunately. <sighs> was able to get a touchdown to Mike Wallace down the stretch. It was a 40-yard play. Just no defense. The Vikings were pushed way back. We made a punt, and Steelers had good field position right off the bat, and Ben Roethlisberger was able to complete a pass to Mike Wallace, who scampered for that touchdown, as mentioned. Not not a very fun thing for us at all to make it 10-7. So we go into the half tailing trailing 10-7. A little bit of, a little frustrated, and it's like, man, you know, looked like things were kind of going to go away, but then so I guess not really. Third quarter, well, started off kind of slow. Steelers though were able to complete a pretty good drive to make it 13-7. But really, the story of the day: numerous opportunities for the Vikings, and they turned the ball over somehow, and it just drove us nuts. But the fourth quarter is absolutely the story of the day. The Vikings, though, in that third quarter, along the way, had a really, really good drive going. They completed a fourth down play. They completed on a fourth down a really, really nice pass completed to Sidney Rice. And the Vikings were at, <laughs> the, the, was it the two, I believe? Yep, either the two or the three. After a couple more gains, Adrian Peterson passed Adrian Peterson, who was able to get through a couple rushes as well. Vikings were at that three-yard line or so. Steelers were called for offside, so now it was first and goal with about a one-yard, one-and-a-half yards, and couldn't get in. Couldn't get in the end zone. Multiple attempts. I think we passed a little too much today, folks. I really do, especially late in this fourth quarter. Well, I'm going to get to that very soon. 
just don't know what the Vikings were thinking in, at times in the fourth quarter, to be honest with you. Don't really know what they were thinking. But uh, Longwell, of course, able to make a chip shot, 18-yard field goal to make it 13-10, making things a little bit better here after Jeff Reed's field goal earlier in the third quarter to make it 13-7. So it's definitely a ball game. I mean, there was the game was still in doubt for quite a while here. And then after a pretty long back and forth pretty much between the Vikings uh, and the Steelers, opportunities just kind of lost for both teams along the way. The Vikings had a really, really nice drive going. Really nice drive going indeed. But then Favre had the ball knocked out of his hands. And Lamar Woodley was able to scamper. Of course, here we go. One of those big guys able to scamper. Now, this was about six minutes left in the game, six and a half minutes left in the game. Scampered 77 yards. Now, why is a big, lumbering player scampering 77 yards? It was unbelievable how, how many Vikings had an opportunity to get to him, and they didn't. They, could, they, they didn't even get their hands on the guy. And he goes all the way for a touchdown. And it's just that's how the Pittsburgh Steelers roll, man. 14 points scored by their defense in the second half. So I can't scream and yell about <laughs> the frustrating Ben Roethlisberger, how he tends to get it done. Ugly or not, he gets it done in the fourth quarter so many times. But um, 20 to 10, and it's like, yeah, this, this thing's probably over. But then it's like, yeah, what would happen? I mean, wouldn't that be cool if Percy Harvin was able to return a touchdown? I mean, that's the only way we'd have a chance maybe to win this thing. Because, yeah, when you're down by 10 points against the Steelers with six minutes to go in, you know, the Steel City, Steeler Nation, as they call it, lots of the, you know, all those towels. Just By the way, it was a, what a beautiful day it was there. I wish it was as pretty there uh, here as it, as it was there. Man, that was a beautiful day. I'd love to play football at that place with the weather like that at that particular time. That must have been a lot of fun in, in that sense. Not fun, though, if you're on the wrong side of a... Oh, an emotional fourth quarter like this. But I digress. 88, the number 88 came up again as the Vikings had an 88-yard drive earlier. <laughs> Percy Harvin, 80, returned the kickoff, 88 yards for a touchdown. Unbelievable. Only, only 14 seconds off the clock. And there it is, seven points right there. Percy Harvin just breaks loose and it's like, Okay, now, well, our defense has actually been playing pretty good as most of the Steelers' points, as I'll say a thousand times, were scored off of touchdowns today. And boy, were they ever. Were they ever. So the Vikings' defense, well, they give up one first down to uh, Ben Roethlisberger and his boys, who continue to get through, which was getting a little frustrating. But then the Vikings make a huge stop. And I mean a huge stop. And thank God, (laughs) thank God in heaven, that when Roethlisberger fumbled, that no Steeler recovered, because that ball went forward, folks, and it went way forward, way, way, way forward. (laughs) It would have been a first down if a Steeler were to recover it. It went out of bounds, so then it's just a dead play, and there you go, fourth and 16. (laughs) And the Steelers have to punt, and it's like, oh, my God, here we go. The Vikings have a chance to do something great here. Of course, six minutes or so left in the game, or was it five minutes left in the game? And here we go. The Vikings do what they should do, run the ball right off the bat. The clock starts ticking. That's what I like right there. Good play calling by Childress in that sense, who also earlier today made a pretty smart challenge 
when Sidney Rice made a shoestring Chris Carter at Chris Carter Randy Moss esque type of catch along the sidelines. That was on one of the earlier drives. Just an awesome catch, awesome call by Childress to challenge a uh, ball, a play that would have other that would, uh, drive that would otherwise ended in a punt. That was of course, yeah, that was in the drive where Favre ended up fumbling. Oh, just could have been so much better if that weren't to happen. Mm. Anyhow, yeah, we might have won the game there, but yeah, I digress. The Vikings have a nice, beautiful, time-consuming drive. Continue to running the clock, and I feel so much better because you rush and get a, you know, get a touchdown, which would be great. We'd be ahead. That's the good part. But with three or so minutes left for Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers, against the way our pre, you know, prevent defense has been, prevent the big play, but give up yards down the stretch. I'm not necessarily convinced the Vikings would have done that, but. It just seems that's the way it goes, regardless if they're playing the prevent defense or not. It appears like the prevent defense, the way they, they do it, the way things tend to go. And Ben Roethlisberger is that kind of player down the stretch. Um, yeah, the clock ran down to about a minute to go, literally a minute. And here we go, Favre and the Vikings don't run the ball on a second and five. It was only a second and five from, was it the 20-yard line, 15-yard line? No, 20-yard line, excuse me. You could have just handed the ball off again, kept the clock rolling. Maybe you got a first down, maybe make it third and one. I'd have been happy with that. Instead, we do the the short pass play. Might have been a little bit too high. The sun was, you know, there there was a little issue with the shadows today. A lot of passes were dropped because of the way the shadows are there at that field. The sun and then all of a sudden shadow and sun and all that good stuff. But uh, whatever happened, regardless of who lost the ball in the sun or... Whatever whatever it was with Chester Taylor, a little bit too high. I don't think it was too high. He could have caught it instead, and it ended up being an interception. The ball bounced around several times, wound it up in, of course, a guy with the name Fox. Boy, they love showing his the back of his jersey today quite a bit because it, with its NFL on Fox, I mean, you just know that's what they're doing. They're having fun of that. Kenyon Fox in his sixth season makes his first touchdown. His first interception touchdown of his career. First pick six, as Max Shepman loves to say. Pick six for Max Shepman's club. Of course, of the Steel Pit on the SportsF.com. Do check that out. If if you can stand the Steelers. <laughs> Sorry, after today, I don't know if you can. That was such frustrating. So, so frustrating. But the linebacker, Fox, goes the distance, 82 yards. And you knew this time it really is over. It's It really is over. No magic. No magic on the kick return. It was a nice 10, 15-yard return, but nothing spectacular. There was no magic, and uh, the Vikings made a couple of tries down the stretch. They got pretty far down the field about the 20-yard line again, but it's like, what? who cares? You know, there was like four seconds left in the game, and that was all she wrote. Clock runs out, 27-17, to 17, Pittsburgh. <sighs> Ends the Vikings' undefeated streak. Steelers go to 5-2, and two. Vikings go to 6-1. and one. And it's Packer Week again. It's Packer Week yet again. I'm all pumped up! We are pumped up for that. That will be going into next segment. <laughs> so that's going to be the gist there. But before we get into that, before we move on to the next segment, going to look at a couple numbers today. Just an interesting day. Uh, Sidney Rice, nothing short of amazing today, including that big catch, that Chris Carter type catch. 11 receptions, 136 yards. What a shame, though, as 
down the stretch on a, one of those drives where we ended up with just a field goal, Sidney Rice had a touchdown grab, and it was called back because uh, allegedly Jeff Dugan tripped <laughs> Harrison, I believe. I believe it was Harrison. I'm not sure exactly who it was. I think it was. But they say Jeff Dugan tripped him. It looked pretty much just like a block, like a typical block. And um, even better, (laughs) Harrison fell into Brett Favre, almost hurt him. He was hobbling around for a bit, but got back up. And luckily, luckily there, it wasn't a major issue. Thank God. Favre looked pretty good still down the stretch. But (sighs) that was another big play right there. Even the announcers were like, bad call, don't agree with it. And I sure the heck didn't either. Didn't like it. I'm sure Steeler fans liked it just fine. They'll say it's a good call, but I don't think it was. And, yeah, a lot of other people didn't won't, won't say that either. So that's pretty much the gist there. Percy Harvin has 42 yards receiving, three catches. Could have had a huge game today, though, if he made some, some more of those plays along the sidelines. There were a couple of deep attempts. I'm just not convinced Percy Harvin's the kind of guy you throw deep to. I think it's Rice and the Bernard Berrien. Bernard Berrien today? Almost invisible, just two catches, 18 yards. Hmm. Greg Lewis had a couple of short catches down the stretch, which was nice. Of course, one of them was for a first down that was called for a hold. That was another frustrating aspect down the stretch. Nafahu Tahi actually was pretty good today. Got a little shaken up on a play earlier in the game on a Peterson run. Luckily, he's okay, and there's your starting fullback, your only fullback, really. Jim Kleinsasser dropped a sure touchdown catch along the way, too, which that was in that... One of those field goals, that yeah, the 18-yard one late in the third quarter. That really was a bummer. Oh, come on! <laughs> that was a sure catch. Just you got to make that catch. And Kleinsasser has not really been that guy. He used to be about three, about six, seven years ago. He caught a couple of touchdown passes like that. Uh, I don't know. Peterson, though, very good receiving today. 60 yards and four catches. Scampered for a 29-yard reception along the way. During that final drive that could have could have won the game. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, and didn't. Didn't get an interception from Roethlisberger, but did recover a fumble. So that's the one turnover the Vikings were able to get today. As we were able to sack Roethlisberger, I believe it was three times. Yes, it was three times today. Asher Allen with a sack, (laughs) believe it or not. Asher Allen, not Jared Allen. So wrong Allen, right? (laughs) Ben Lieber had one of the big ones down the stretch. And Jimmy Kennedy has been... Pretty solid. I, I like Jimmy Ketney, nice veteran linebacker, but that's pretty much the story there. Of course, Antoine Winfield did not play today. Benny Sapp did. He, he was okay, but not great. He got called for a penalty earlier, a late hit on Roethlisberger, which was not smart. Gave us gave the Steelers quite a few yards there. Not cool. Troy Palomalo was healthy for the Steelers, though, so definitely made somewhat of a difference, I'd have to say. A couple of plays up the middle to, to Harvin. Couldn't hang on to the ball. That's just the story of the Steelers. They hit you, and they hit you hard. And you better be ready for that hit, or you're going to be dropping that ball. And the, and the punter will be, uh, the punter, let's just say he'll have job security. <laughs> that was pretty much the story there. All right, well, that's pretty much going to wrap up my game review for this game. It was very, very frustrating. The Vikings had so many, and I mean so many, opportunities to pull off what would have been a beautiful upset victory. It wouldn't have been the biggest upset ever because the Vikings clearly are a very good football team. And when you think about how close they were to winning this game, it's pretty disappointing, actually. And But at the same time, it's encouraging also for the, you know, for the future 
for the future of this season here. This is clearly a very good football team, better than other people may have thought. And we didn't give up big passing plays other than that Wallace touchdown. Pretty good, pretty good overall, you have to, I'd have to say, for the Vikings on the, uh, defensively. It was just a, it was the, the old turnover battle, and the Steelers are about the world. The Steel, that's why the Steelers won the championship last year. And I don't want to mess with these sons of guns come February. I really don't. I hope it's not Viking Steelers if, if we do get to the Super Bowl. I hope it's not the Steelers because, I, I don't know, they're just a team that's a pain in the butt to go against. And the ball, let's just say the ball tends to bounce their way no matter what. It just does. All right, enough of the game. I, can let out, I let my frustrations out a little bit there. Not too bad, though. Not too bad. Not as much as it was when I was actually watching it. <laughs> so we're going to end this, and we're going to get into Packer Week time. Mm-hmm. Packer talk in the next segment. Here on the thesportstuff.com, we're turning up the tempo on Brave the Wild. A new era has come to the state of hockey with new attitude, Martin Havlet, a more open style with coach Todd Richards, and a new philosophy in general manager Chuck Fletcher. We're available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Answer the call and get ready to brave the wild. And welcome back to Purple Mafia, episode number 47. Reminder for MP3 player users, great to have you with me once again. It is time to get into what we like to call in this part of the country Packer Week. Holy crap, Batman! Absolutely. It's the real deal because we're talking serious, serious Packer Week this time around. I mean, this is the real deal. This is the game... Of all time, when it comes to Minnesota Vikings and Green Bay Packers, this is it. They were talking about the most anticipated Minnesota Vikings and Packer game ever when it was Favre versus the Packers in the Metronome. You want to talk about most anticipated game ever. How about Brett Favre in Lambeau Field? Yeah, we're going to actually see it happen. Brett Favre as a Viking in Lambeau Field. A dream come true for Viking fans and a nightmare for Packer fans. Who, unfortunately, their club is 4-2 and two and looking a lot more competitive this year than they were last year. Plus, a little bit of Packer magic. Not necessarily from the championship era. It wasn't Edgar Bennett. Edgar Bennett was a more solid running back than Dorsey Levens, I would have to say, actually. He got the job done more than Levens. Levens put the numbers up, but Edgar Bennett was the running back in that Super Bowl era. And uh, a little bit of Packer magic. Amon Green, who was a part of some of those pretty good Packer teams back in the early 2000s. Guy really put up some serious numbers. He's got about 9,000 career rushing yards. Amon Green, a Packer again, but did not factor in the running today. And Ryan Grant wakes up today. Not a great football team that he went up against, though, unfortunately. Kind of hard to gauge the Packers' talent when you're going against the 1-6 Cleveland Browns, who actually have won a game this year. 31-3 to in favor of Green Bay in Cleveland. Kind of similar to what the Vikings and uh, Browns did earlier in the year. That was kind of a straight-up butt-kicking in favor of the Vikings, and Peterson erupted for that three-touchdown performance, 150 yards and three touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers just continuing to, to blister anybody in his way. Completed 75% of his passes, 15-20, to 20, 246 yards, three touchdowns, a perfect quarterback rating, or very close to it, 155.4. Mm-hmm. Matt Flynn even got to play a little bit, the nice little backup who was a real surprise, seventh-round pick, who beat out 
Brian Brom for that uh, second string role, very surprisingly, last training camp, and I guess he's still got it going this year. And my goodness, Derek Anderson, he is in the bottom three. He is in the worst, the top three, at least in, in this terms, of worst quarterbacks in the NFL for starters, starting quarterbacks. 12 of 29, 99 yards, 41%, a good old quarterback rating of 36.4. He had an interception as well. Derek Anderson <laughs> and uh, Jamarcus Russell are two of the absolute worst starting quarterbacks in the whole NFL. Maybe Kyle Bowler is the, is the next one right there. Though Kyle Bowler had an impressive 200-yard game against us. That figures. <laughs> yep. Impressive in that sense, anyway. The Vikings were kind of not trying in that game. Donald Driver. How about Donald Driver, man? The guy is just an absolute legend. One catch for 42. Or two catches for 42 yards today. No, excuse me. One 71-yard catch and one short catch. I don't know what I'm talking about. That was, of course, a touchdown for Donald Driver. Just an explosive player. Had a, and uh, Havner emerging. He's a young up-and-comer there in Green Bay. He also had a touchdown. Greg Jennings. Just a huge threat. All of those guys are. Donald Lee, a guy you could say helped kill the uh, Packers' chances to beat the Vikings. Last time we played, dropped a sure touchdown right in his lap. Aaron Rodgers couldn't believe it. Jermichael Finley, a guy definitely to worry about. Only one catch today. That's the guy that broke loose. Was it for a 66-yard scamper? Vikings seem to have trouble bringing down big guys when they when they break loose. I mean, yeah, they get loose. But can't you catch up and stop him? I mean, he can't be that fast. And, uh, you know, like yeah, the Steelers today, I'm going to get into that another million times there. Just drove me insane. Yeah, Jermichael Finley had no business rushing for that far. I don't care how quick he is. The Vikings should have caught up to him. He's a tight end. <laughs> oh, but really, my scare is, yeah, the overall passing game. Ryan Grant had a great game today. He won't have a great game against the Vikings, even in Lambeau Field, in my opinion. I would be absolutely shocked. A guy who used to have great games against the Vikings was Amon Green, but I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't. <laughs> Vikings run defense is too good for the Packers to really explode. The only problem is, how about that passing defense? I, I don't know. Today it could have been a lot worse, and, and thank God it wasn't. It's Antonio Holmes making big catches for uh, Roethlisberger, though, down the stretch today. But luckily it wasn't that that killed the, the Vikings was the pass defense. Um, but next week it could. Aaron Rodgers got 378 yards against the Vikings last time. He was just unbelievable. Made it look too easy. The Vikings were ahead and they were playing a little bit of that prevent defense as me and uh, Jason from Delta will tell you over and over and over again as it just was, it was brutal. It was brutal. Prevent defense or not, I mean... <laughs> This Aaron Rodgers guy is, is pretty darn good, and uh, I'm pretty... that That's my biggest fear here. Hope and pray the Vikings can stop Aaron Rodgers and Antoine Winfield. Is he going to come back healthy again? Carl Pema, by the way, has been better than I expected. Very solid, actually. Gave up a couple of plays last week, but definitely improved today. Definitely gave up plays last week. Made some good plays and made some really bad ones. So we'll see how Carl Pema does as well as he's getting real time, not just special teams time. Green Bay passing game, though, man. I mean, you look at the weapons. Donald Driver, Havner, Greg Jennings, Donald Lee, Jermichael Finley. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Luckily, to this point, the running backs have not been a huge factor in the receiving. Maybe not. Maybe Haman Green will be because he, he, he was at times in the past. 
But, of course, Brett Favre is the quarterback. Ooh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's my biggest scare here is the, the whole passing game of Green Bay and, of course, the story of all time, Brett Favre going into Green Bay just as a Viking. Just so cool. I can't wait. And uh, I'm sure you listeners out there can't wait either. This is just going to be a lot of fun as it's it's Packer week. It's, it is it is what it is. And um, <laughs> that's pretty much how I'm going to conclude the show today. But other than uh, let's go into a prediction here. The Vikings were so competitive against the Pittsburgh Steelers today. I had this as an L. I thought it was going to be like a 27-17, 27-10, I think, was my official pick last week. But I figured that's how it would wind up just in general, not because of a turnover at the last second with the Vikings in position to possibly tie or take the lead. They would have tied it. Ryan Longwell is not going to match unless there's a freak fumble or something. Um, Vikings were in position to either tie or win this game, folks, in Pittsburgh. Uh, forgive me if this sounds like a homer pick. I think the Vikings are going to win in, in Green Bay. And I've heard some other experts say the same thing. Well, other experts, some experts. I'm a semi-expert, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't be doing the show if I wasn't, right? <laughs> I'm just not quite as inside as maybe the ESPN people. But um, I think the Vikings squeak one out this week. I think they score a lot because Farfa's is going to be really motivated. He, he is. And the guy was amazing today in Pittsburgh. So why shouldn't I believe that he's going to be really, really good against the Green Bay Packers? I I think it's very possible indeed. I'm going to go Minnesota 31, Green Bay 27. All right? Minnesota 31, Green Bay 27. Very, very tough game. Aaron Rodgers is going to be very good again. There's no doubt about it. But I think the Vikings squeak it out, folks. And I think Favre gets his his prize. I think he, he puts the... I think he buries the hatchet in Green Bay once and for all, and it's going to be really cool to see it happen. It really is. So that's how I'm going to stand today. Thank you always for listening to this show. Do tell a friend. Don't forget to sign up for the message boards. And also, don't be shy. Call into the uh, the voicemail, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. Mention which show you're calling in for. Leave your name and town and do make your shout-out, comment, question, whatever it is. It will be played on air, and I will be delighted to hear you and be a, have you be a part of things. And um, other contacts are paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com, or you can private message me on thesportstuff.com. I am Paladino Live on there. That's my name, two separate uh, words. You'll you'll see me in the, in the message boards. You'll You'll see me on there. So if you are a member, you can do that. And one final thing, on Facebook, Paladino Live Productions, join that group. You'll be more, I'll be more than happy to have you on board there. Please join, become a member of that group. Everything, obviously, is 100% free and 100% fun. And uh, go Vikings. We're going to be 7-1 next week, folks. I think it's going to happen. I don't think, I just have a really good feeling about it. So until then, go Vikings. Take care. 